It's the Midsummer Night's Festival, and our heroes finally get a break from their heroism and bravery. They decide to take this time to go to a festival that is fun, exciting, filled with revelry, gluttony, and pleasure. My name is Christopher Ando, and welcome to the Wyvern's Aria Summer Solstice Special. It has been three months since you left Mezzamola. You have gathered your crew Arnar and you have sailed from the ports of Mezzamola to the continent of Salorn. We're stopping at the Blackwater Mansion. Took a few weeks to sail across that ocean, but you've arrived and have been showing Casey the sights. And perhaps the most prominent sight is going to be the capital of Kolor, which is part of the Kingdom of Million, the jewel of the world. And on top of that, it is almost the summer solstice. You guys arrive early on this very humid day. You feel kind of that sweat coming down your back and you've been traveling for a couple weeks to get from the Blackwater Mansion to this capital. And there's dirt on your trails and there's been a lot of traffic on the roads. Perhaps you guys are riding on horses or other mounts and this may be the first time Casey has ridden a live animal compared to his motorcycle. But you guys begin to head into this place and you see tents being set up outside. We begin to see stages being built for this day of revelry and fun. You know, this is a time for people to enjoy themselves. It is a time where a lot of the guards and noblemen kind of turn a blind eye to the actions of the common people, allowing them to explore kind of this public drunkenness on the streets as opposed to potentially being thrown or as opposed to having to... <laughs> what? Um, they are. There's no laws during the solstice. There's no laws. <laughs> this is the time for people to be out in the streets late into the night, causing public disturbances without fear of consequences. And you guys are entering. It is maybe about two or three in the afternoon. Festivities are probably not going to start till dusk. So you have a few few hours to get settled as you begin to enter in. Why don't we go ahead and get a brief character description? That's important. Arnor's probably leading the charge. It's not Casey for sure. So we are coming into town on horseback, you said? It's not, sure. it's not a port? No. So you have went to the port of Blackwater and you're traveling to the capital on foot. Ah, lame. Every city's better with port. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess you would see Arnor, a very large uh, bronze dragonborn. Got a... Great sword over his shoulder. He's got a new net at his left hip, wearing some armor or something. I don't know what he's wearing. I should I should have his character sheet. Should I start this over? Sure. Yeah, that was just me. That was, yeah, that was not no bueno. Riding into town. Boy, he's singing. Save a horse, ride a dragon. Um, what? Here we go. 
<clears throat> scale mail. Yep, keep I knew it was scale mail, and I, I, I backed out of it. All right. Yeah, I guess RR's in the front of the pack. He's uh, on a nice horse to ride. Uh, kind of a little uncomfortable on horses, but more comfortable on horse than he's been in any vehicle back in uh, Mesomoa. It's no, it's no ship. He doesn't like the fact that it can think on its own and move on its own without his input. But he's still exuding confidence, even though he has that in the back of his mind. He's a uh, large bronze dragonborn. He's got a silver and blue scarf over his shoulders and over his head right now because it's being summer solstice. It's hot and sunny. He's trying to keep that off him, off his, uh, keep it off his scale mail so it stays nice and cool. And uh, most probably noticeably, he's got a big old copper armband on his left arm and he's got a big old greatsword over his shoulder. Vivette is just riding her horse. Um, she's pretty good at riding horses. She has some experience with it, so she's not uncomfortable. She's got her hair pulled up, the black hair that fades into white. It's hot outside, so she has it all pulled up into curls on the back of her head. She got her clothing repaired uh, in the Blackwater Mansion district, so her her duds are very clean and uh, sparkly black and white clothes with um, this sort of ribcage armor that goes around her. She's new to this place, but is looking for some food. She's been hungry on the trip and looking to have some fun. And uh, how is Casey handling this new vehicle? A new vehicle? The horse. The horse. Oh, I was going to say, Casey's not on a horse because he don't know how to ride horses. <laughs> so he's like jogging next to the... <laughs> Party members. Well, he's he's speed walking. The option is is horse or an extra. Um, yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So Casey's ditched his coat because it's hot. It's it's hot. <laughs> My brain went burr. Uh, he's just wide eyed and wondered being in a new place, seeing new things. Uh, he's got like a pair of round sunglasses and a little camera around his neck, looking super touristy. <laughs> But he's excited. Yeah. So as you begin to enter town, you see a sign being uh, propped up, like one of those like temporary wooden signs, and on it is painted, Welcome to Kolor, and Welcome to the Midsummer Night's Festival. Well, I think we found it. How often does this festival happen? Is this a yearly thing? Mm -hmm. I don't know how it might change in the future. I don't know if the months and days would be the same, but... Is there a solstice here in your world? There has to be, right? Every now and again, yeah. Every now and again. Mm, weird. Anyway, I personally haven't attended it before. I tend to only visit ports instead of inland like this. But I have been to the city once. Twice, maybe. So this, I'm as new to this event as you are. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Oh, me too. As you walk in, you said... Vivette, that you were looking for food, just something to, like, some street food that's being served, or something like that, and you begin to see a vendor not too far off. It's, uh, you see a half-orc standing in front of, like, this, uh, this metal cart. Uh, he seems to be a little older. He has glasses, uh, very, very simple clothing, maybe a little patchwork in various places, but he is standing there, and you can smell oil and grease coming from his cart. Ooh, I think I found food, guys. And she's just gonna like 
get off the horse and stumble a little bit because she's been on the horse for a while now and she's sore. So she's going to just run over to the tent and see what they have. So you, you approach this uh, this cart and you see this um, orc fellow here and goes, say, uh, do you want a corn dog? They got corn dogs in this place. Um. We also have a funnel cake. It is cooked in the same oil as the corn dog. I'll take one of each. Okay. See him go, uh, snap his fingers as a little, um, add on his thumb. You can see a fire begin to form and he, like, points it towards the oil as the oil begins to, to bubble pretty rapidly. And then, uh, with this heated oil, he goes into some... My stomach just growled. Uh, talking about <laughs> corn dogs. Did you hear that? That was very loud. Uh, <laughs> he he goes into the other section of his cart, pulls out meat on a stick, puts in some batter, throws it in. Uh, does the same thing for the funnel cake. And within two minutes, you have on these like plastic throwaway airplane trays a funnel cake and a corn dog. Ooh. Golden brown. One has sugar on it. One has mustard. Oh, nice. Perfect. Guess which one is You'd be shocked as to which one's what. I love mustard. Mustard on your funnel cake. Yeah. A sugary corn dog. (laughs) That sounds like something that would happen in Korea. Um, Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, So she's going to head back to the group and just say, Hey, I, I found some food, guys. Do you want to try it? It's called a funnel cake. And a corn dog. I don't know why they named it after a dog. Those are, I, those are pretty popular. I mean, I was under the impression those are everywhere. I'm thoroughly confident I saw corn dogs back in Mesomola. Oh, I. Yeah. I think I just stocked mostly to salads. Ah, yeah, that was a good choice there. Yeah. Um, Caesar salad is my favorite, really, but. Um, does anyone want to try some of the food? I'll take a corn dog. Well, you can take a piece. I mean, I bought it for us to share. Oh, okay. Unless you really want your own, like, full corn dog, then just go over there and get it. Okay, and then I go get my own, and I spend my gold pieces on the corn dog. You spend a gold piece on the corn dog? I don't dog. understand this currency. You're like, uh, it's like three copper. Oh. I hold up the gold coin. Do you have change? Let me check. <laughs> Goes in. He pretty much hands you maybe like a silver piece and like 80 copper back or whatever the, the proper currency is. That's fine. And then I just give him the gold piece. Man, with clients like these, I don't know if I'll be able to give change next time. <laughs> I'm apparently Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it works. So as you guys begin to um, begin to eat some of your, your festival food... You see a man, older gentleman, um, human seems to be uh, maybe in his late 60s, early 70s. He's very, very white, like stomach-length beard, and has pretty uh, tousled white hair on top. And um, once in a while, he goes, Prepare for the end! The end is nigh! Tonight is the night of the lunar eclipse! And everyone laughs at him because it's a summer solstice. Uh, maybe a person runs over and, like, tries to humor him for a couple seconds, but ultimately runs away. 
Now, this guy does appear to be on the, on like the dirtier side. His clothing seems to be ripped in places. Uh, it maybe some of the holes may not even be patched up. Kind of gives off an odor of just kind of like everyone gives off an odor in, in the city, but this guy is definitely feels a little more rank than, than the other people. He does seem pretty skinny to the bone, uh, and he has like a lazy eye in his left eye. I take a picture of the strange man. I mean, is this is this normal, Anna? What? Yeah, there's always what? I mean, cities attract. Cities have a lot of people. A lot of people means a higher chance of just a bunch of weirdos. All right, so uh, we can ignore it, weirdo, and let's keep going. You've never seen a street corner doom prophet before they just like saying world's over world's over world's over i mean i've seen a few back home but usually we could clear their mind with magic that's a little intense uh i don't believe that's particularly necessary we just ignore them and move on okay um i'm going to go over and give him a gold please don't do that please don't do that please don't do that so don't encourage him do not encourage them so do you listen to your party members or do you? I'm already gone. Alright. So you walk over to to this man, you can uh it's like very hard to figure out what you're supposed to look at because the lazy eye is like looking downward while one of his eyes is looking straight at you. It's like Fear the night. Spend your night of revelry because it'll be your last. Well, wow. that was the plan. Um I mean I've died before, so it can't be too bad. This isn't just death, this is the end. Well, I'm pretty powerful, so I think I can handle it. So powerful, kind of indicates to a cup in front of him, that you have a little extra to spare for another person who wants to spend the nights in revelry? Well, of course, here, here's a gold. Oh, great. He, he immediately runs off to the corn dogs then. <laughs> kind of tripping a little bit on his way there. He seemed nice. Well, he wasn't too bad, really. I think he's just trying to enjoy himself. I think he's just trying to be annoying until people give him money to stop talking. Well, I guess it worked then. It did. It did in this case. Can we please continue on to the actual the actual festival? Yeah. Well, of course. Even though the festival doesn't officially start till dusk, you already begin to see certain stands certain stands being built and open for service. There are a couple other food stalls, including things where you can get like turkey legs, um, other sorts of street foods, maybe like meat inside bread and like a, like a Turkish dinner type type thing. But there's also games and stuff that seems to be set up. There seems to be one where you have to take a hammer, uh, hit a goal and see how how much this like little knob goes up to hit a bell at the top. There seems to be rock climbing. There seems to be archery and like axe throwing. There seems to be like this uh, person with like a crystal ball trying to get people's fortunes that's already set up. You already uh, see people participating uh, a little, what we'll call it pre-gaming for the festival tonight. Um, many of them are already hitting up these, these pubs that have been start, stocked up early uh, and already are in different states of inebriation. But you guys do have a few hours to the festival. Is there anything particular you want to do? I'm definitely going to get my fortune told. Okay, so you walk over to this um, tan elf. You can see the pointed ears. She looks on the older side of, of an elf, which means she's probably like six, seven hundred years old. She is wearing this purple dress 
that uh, is very low cut, and as she goes towards you, she like swirls her hand around, and uh, you can see a cloudiness within the orb that she is standing in. Would you like the fortune told? Um, yes, yes, definitely. Also, your dress is beautiful. Oh, thanks. And she she leans in a little bit. Um, yes, for sure. Um, uh, how much is it? Oh, for you, one silver piece. Oh, perfect. Here you go. And I, I tip her an extra silver. Oh, great. So, uh, you can ask me three questions and I will see what the ball tells me. Um, what has become of my family and do they know that I still live? Ooh, the hard questions. Uh, she puts her hand on the orb, uh, begins to circle around. Uh, you get like the faint feel of magic emanating from her hands into the orb. It seems that there are people in your house that knows that you live, but no one is telling your family. Am I in danger from them? Orb swirls around a little bit. It's like a, a little unclear. Um, it's showing something about a sibling. Yes, my brother. Uh, I can't tell if he is in danger or he is there to endanger you. I don't really know. Oh, I don't think that he would hurt me, but I do believe that he would be in some type of danger. Um, I recently started having feelings for someone, and then it turned out bad. How will I ever feel that way again? Why don't you go ahead and roll me a... I'll take perception or insight, whatever you choose. Oh, it's going to be bad because I rolled a two. So, perception or insight. It's the same. So, a three. So, <laughs> not good. So, there is like a slight change in the the way she uh, is moving her hands. And there's a little less magic emanating from her. In fact... It, it is quite possible that there's no magic at all that she's using to uh, to predict this, and she kind of raises an eyebrow. Uh, yes, uh, emotions are very, very powerful. Sometimes you just have to give in to temptation, have a, a night of fun, and then you are now prepared for your next lover that may come into your arms. Oh, all right. Well, I suppose tonight is the night to have some revelry. Um, we'll see how it goes, but thank you. Ah, yes, enjoy the festival. Of course, and have a great day. So, you are able to, to leave the table. Uh, she's probably under, like, a, a shaded tarp or something like that. Walk out, and you see Arnar doing what? Oh, boy. Uh, you say there's one, uh, any, uh, hmm. Uh, what's going on? What, uh, Arnar! Arnar, play the hammer game! That... That did catch my eye, yes. Do it, do it. I want to go hit hammer real good. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's no, like, wrestling or anything happening, is there? Probably later, but not okay. in, like, the initial games. There, there will right. be, like, competitions later, like archery and, gotcha. like, brawling or something. I will I will pay to watch you, like, jello wrestle somebody. I don't think <laughs> that's the type of wrestling that they do. It is now. Oh, yeah. So you go over to a, a section of this festival you can see yeah you wait in line a little bit um and you see a dwarf there um 
I don't know, we'll say like red-haired, like kind of your gatropy looking dwarf uh, goes there and he's like, yeah, uh, two copper hit the hammer if you think you're strong enough. Hmm, well, yeah, sure, why not? How about, wait, first, Casey, would you mind giving me a... Well, let's, I would like to see you try this first, Casey. Me? I'm not, I'm, I'm not strong. Oh, I've seen you. Come on, look at those arms. I need something to warm it up for me first, you know? All right, all right. I'll, I'll go first. I pay the man, the dwarf. Yeah, he gives you a pretty large-looking, almost like a, a wooden mallet, large wooden mallet, two-handed. Good luck. This, this is kind of heavy. All right, what do I roll? Just strength? <laughs> Uh, it, it'll be an athletic check. So you take a look at this um, this contraption in front of you, and it, it's one of those things. There's like a button that you need to hit on the bottom, and the momentum should cause a little metal ball to kind of go up. And there's a bell at the top. In theory, you want the bell to go all the way, or the ball to go all the way to the bell. And you can see like there are like there's art painted on this contraption. It's like if you hit it here, you're as strong as a fairy. If you hit it here, you're as strong as a commoner. If you hit it here, you're as strong as a knight. And then it goes like Ooh. Goliath and then giant. And then uh, the bell is uh, a picture of like the human form of Raksha himself, just kind of in all its glory. <laughs> you know, one of the stronger physical gods uh, in the Pantheon. That's where I'm aiming. All right. Go ahead and roll athletics. Ooh. Oh, it's beautiful. Seven. Yeah, so uh, you hit it, and you get as strong as a commoner. Yes. Nailed it. Ironically, that's very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about what I was expecting. All right, Arnar. Uh, all right. While he's doing that, <laughs> can I perception check to see if the guy... Uh, if the guy running it has any sort of, you know, tricks, you know what I mean? Is it like, did like I see him set something, you know, put like a pin in something, pull like a lever somewhere when he went to go swig? Can you give me an insight check? <laughs> They're both the same. Oh god, eight, eleven. He is that one honest dwarf. Oh. Yep, uh, I'll go. Very good, Casey, very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, Mind hold. Uh, let's uh, swap real quick, and I hand him my sword, and I take the hammer from him. You hand it to me. It's uh, I don't expect the weight, and it kind of hits the ground a bit, and I pick it back up. Casey, that's only six pounds. What? It's only six pounds, Casey. I haven't been in the gym in a while. All right, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Everything's heavy on vacation. <laughs> I step up to it, I put the hammer head down, you know, put the hands over the top, rest my chin on my hands for a second, looking at it, and I turn to the the, the proprietor and I go, there seems to be a problem with this. Hmm? You don't have Dragonborn on there. And then I go and I swing. God, if I don't roll awesome after that. <laughs> Should've ra- raged. I should've. I'm saving that for the wrestling. Here we go. Plus six. <laughs> I got <that> one. <laughs> yeah, you hit this thing and you like completely botch it. You, you don't even like hit the button properly. Uh, so you kind of like only hit the side, and like most of the weight of the strike uh, hits the uh, the side of the button, like the the pedestal that the button is on. And it doesn't even make it up to the fairy. It just makes it up to like the flower 
uh, below the fairy. Because the, the dwarf goes, he's like, as <laughs> strong as a flower, I see. You hear mm. the click of a camera behind you? That's a keeper. Uh, well, that... Hey, we all have mistakes. And I will own up to it. And I, I'll give him another payment. Just, you know, let me uh, hit it for real this time. God. Oh, God, come oh, on. Please. Come on, do the opposite of last time. Oh, nine plus six, fifteen. So, uh, you take this hammer down right onto the button this time, and it hits, uh, up to the fairy this time, and you're like, he's like, oh, good job, now you're as strong as a fairy. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, okay, just, just hold on, I got other clients, and, uh... Well, I'll, I'll try. Oh, she's, she's, she's going higher pitch in the voice. She's trying to throw him off. <laughs> uh, say. So, Oh, uh, sure, um, just, uh, just a cup of coffee. All right, um, uh, let's see. Uh, I- I'll take that from you, Anna. Um... Oh, here you go. Okay, oh, this is heavy. Um, all right, I, I'm, oh, no pictures, all right? I'm just trying it, just trying it, just no pictures. And what am I rolling? I'm rolling straight athletics. This is bad. This is real bad. This is real bad. It's a five. You hit this thing. Like, at least, like, you hit the target, right? And the thing goes up, and you see it past the fairy, the commoner, the knight, and it's like, oh, you're as strong as the hill giants, I see. Stronger than this dragonborn here. Oh, wow. I am very strong. I've never realized it before. Yeah, for a couple more copper, maybe you'll hit the bell. I'm on to you, small man. Sorry? I'm on to you. <laughs> okay, just a couple more copper. I'll try one more time. That's a seven. <laughs> Alright, so you hit it again, and it goes up to the knight, and he's like, oh, you know, you can keep going if you want. She does not. You do not. I'm I on not? to you. Yeah, they say that if you drink a little bit, uh, you'll get stronger, so uh, you can go see my wife at the pub over there and try that out. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. Um, does anyone want to go to the pub real quick? Yes, I would love to. And I just politely hand the hammer back to the guy and 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 just kind of give some pats to uh, Anna and go, It's okay. You did really well for your first try. Thank you. You tried. Thank you so much. As you guys are leaving, uh, you hear the bell ding as the person behind you does, and you see this, like, uh like, seven-year-old halfling girl uh, come up to swing the hammer, and she has made it all the way to to the top of the bell, and you hear the ding as it rings loudly. It's like, oh, good job, little girl. You're the strongest one here. Uh, from the dwarf. Arnor, you need to go to the gym. <laughs> no, I need to go to the pub. That pub he told us to go to. That's where I need to go. Yeah, uh, so this is actually a tent that's been set up as opposed to just kind of like a half tent uh, for like a, a stall or a, um, a a game of some sort. Like so you a... walk in, there's maybe like 50 tables set up. Uh, there are three bars, or like um, like makeshift bars uh, filled with all sorts of um, uh, barrels of, of various points of liquor. Uh, it's pretty packed in here. Um, you see uh, men and women... Um, Enter in, they're wearing all sorts of different costumes. Some of them are um, kind of like pretending to be like exotic creatures. Um, others are uh, trying to beat the heat and wearing very minimal clothing. But um, you're able to hit this, these, uh, these bars and get a drink. And 
There's an assortment of different um, liquor from all around Salor, and even some from Mezzamola itself. You see this um, crud light uh, right there from Mezzamola. <laughs> Clever. <clears throat> um, okay, so you said there's three bars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, any of them uh, being uh, tended to by a woman? Yeah, a female dwarf. I would like to go to that bar. Okay. And uh, just order whatever. I don't know. Um, hmm. What's what's a local? What's a good old local drink? What do they do here? I don't have I don't have alcohol drinks in my description. Uh, they they I'm deciding it for you. Okay. They are ciders. They're big in ciders in Kalor, and I'm getting a cider. Okay. And as I sit there, uh, Casey, angry orchard, <laughs> a raging orchard. Yeah, that's, that one's good too. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting there, uh, you know, at the bar, and then uh, Casey's there next to me. And go, man, that uh. That dwarf that was running the uh, hammer game, it's kind of weird that he was just taking kisses as payment from all the female attendees. Isn't that strange? It was like, it was what, four copper for every male, but any female comes up, he's like, oh, give me a kiss instead. That was odd thing for someone to do here. At roll deception. <laughs> I'll give you advantage. Oh, no. Yeah! All right. Um, uh... Side of Arnor we have not seen. Anyone who's looking to substitute... Yeah, the non-canonical side. <laughs> Am I looking to make an impression with this happy community? Absolutely. Like, get a plus one? Yeah. Anyone <laughs> who wants to make an impression gets a plus one. See, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 15. I have a plus one. That's a plus one. 17. Nice. All right. So, uh, you hear this, like, <laughs> dwarf kind of, like, raise a... Uh, Raise an eye, uh, looks towards Arnor, looks towards Casey, goes goes to Arnor, is like, free drinks on me if you come with me right now. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> uh, where are we going, ma'am? Just right outside. Hmm. Uh, you have to commit. I'm busy, I'm sorry. I would, uh, love to help you, but, uh, <laughs> you really gotta go see something else in about a minute. What about you, skinny man? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll go with. She takes you by the hand, drags you outside in like very clear, clear distance to the door uh, at the at the booth, and goes, "Hey, honey!" And then uh, she turns around, drags your face down, <laughs> and gives you a big old smooch on your face, and then runs back into the uh, the tent. I just kind of stare into the distance for a second, and then kind of slowly look at the the dwarf. He's fuming. <laughs> Like, you see this, like, giant club in his hand, and he's staring at you. And I quickly walk back inside. Uh, uh, I have no regrets. She's already pouring you uh, several drinks, and Arnar can see, like, this, like, lipstick on Casey as Casey walks in. And Vivette as well, so I can see that. Um, are we playing a prank? I don't know anymore. <laughs> well, uh, that, um, hmm, well... Thank you for the drinks. Uh, I think we should go see everything else this festival has to offer. I I just ask the woman to surprise me with uh, whatever drink is available. And I just lean down and whisper, I think that they were messing with you. No. I I played the game and he didn't ask me for a kiss. No. No. What? <laughs> oh, no. She runs out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, 
I believe this is about time we skedaddle. Am I the bad guy? The, or what happened? Uh, yes, you. Why would you do such a thing, Casey? Uh, I and I down my drink and go. <laughs> she did pour you a drink for that. It is, um... What, what is the one that's like... Like a star anise, purple spice, uh, absinthe, and black licorice? Uh, is it like a... Oh. Sambuca or something like that? Oh. The, the martini drink? Oh, that's like the worst for me. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I, I hate it. Yeah, I take one sip and immediately just... Uh, um... No, this is... Mm-mm. This is not good. Yep, see, it's not good. We should leave. And I, I just put it down on the table. And I'm like, well, at least it was free. And I just wander out. All right, let's go. Anna, why are you causing problems? And she just kind of, like, pokes you in the ribs. Well, because that man is stealing from people. So uh, a little bit of a... They'll sort it out, and they'll realize it was uh, someone else messing with them. It'll be fun. He stole four whole copper from me. <laughs> I must ruin his marital life. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, I guess it's all good and fun, but don't get us in trouble. We're supposed to be having fun tonight. I kind of thought it was fun, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> hmm. Moving on. As the next couple hours go on, uh, you participate in festivities or other games. Uh, most of the games are rigged against you. I mean, you can definitely tell that certain... Things like the dartboard is slightly curved in a certain direction where it's easier to hit the lower point targets than the other ones. But you know, once in a while, uh, people win and it's an excitement. But you're definitely gambling your money at odds that you don't even you don't even that are set against you. Um, you guys have a lot of fun. You guys have a couple drinks, uh, some special crafts, drinks from around the world, and uh, eventually dust begins to fall, and that's when uh, we get to see these these red lanterns beginning to light up all throughout the festival, creating this sea of light that is being hung on uh, like wooden posts or maybe outside of tents and, and whatnots. And it gives you this, um, this almost like reddish hue around as uh, the purplish of dusk begins to set. You do know that it is around time to see the, the main festivity. Well, it's, it's pretty late. Um, I think it should be starting soon. What, what's the main event? What what happens? Uh, as you say that, you see a airship beginning to fly in. On the side of it is the Shadows Chimera written on it in this cursive black writing on this like oak wooden side. It does have uh, one mast uh, and on the left and to the right of it are these nets that seem to help with its um, with uh, the aerodynamics. Not the word I'm looking for. And you can see a handful of crew going there, and as they begin to pass, you hear someone using like a, a thaumaturgy spell to expand his voice. It says, Come to the main stage! Hear the great oratory skills of the great Captain Shakespeare! Shakespeare? You can give me a history check, I guess, if you want to. I, I think Vivette or nope. Arnarkin. Nope, 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 okay. nope, nope. That was another one. <clears throat> Uh, history. It's a four, if that makes it any different. 
the one of ten plus three, I get four. This one? Nineteen. <laughs> you rolled ah. two net ones today? <laughs> yep, so far. Okay, so you know Captain Shakespeare is. He's kind of like this uh, this famous um, playwright and performer. A lot of times what happens is he will begin to speak as people are dancing behind him and there's a, a slight musical musical accompaniment to his speaking. Uh, you've probably seen him in the Blackwater Mansion once or twice, uh, but he is originally from the desert uh, in an area that um, is now this uh, demilitarized zone. And after the Cataclysm started, he pretty much just bought an airship and has been living with his family and crew on top of an airship, traveling around for his performances instead of um, being based out of out of the desert. Oh. Uh, he's pretty famous. I've I've seen him before. This is going to be very interesting. Um, he was in the Blackwater Mansion district a few years ago, and it's a brilliant show, really. Hmm. Well, I'll take your word for it. Not many um, traveling troubadours and performance artists out on the fleet, so I have not heard of him before. I think it's probably a made-up name as well. Shakespeare, huh? Does he, like, do a lot of spear things in his plays, or... Not really. It... Hmm. Kind of missing missing point of the name there, huh? I am interested in this vessel, though. Uh, that, as amazing as these flying ships are, they never really, uh, logistically never really worked out with the, uh, with our fleet, so I have no experience on them, and... Very expensive. I'm... Yes, the... It, they just, you know how hard it is to resupply something like that when you don't have towers around. Oh, that would be quite difficult. But if uh, I do, we do we go up on his ship for the play? Does he come down here? Oh, I'm interested in this play now because I feel like I might be able to. Maybe if we uh, charm this man, I could uh, find a way onto his ship. Uh, Casey, the charmer. You're gonna uh, want. I don't. If it lands, sure, I'll try. That's what I like to hear. What? Oh no! Are we <laughs> trying to get aboard his ship now? I mean, if he's given tours. I mean, I think I could try. <laughs> I could disguise myself. Uh, I could charm person. Okay, we don't need to do anything illicit or anything untoward. It, it, it was—it's just a little, little fancy. It's nothing. I need. We don't need to do this. <laughs> Oh, okay. Ignore me. Ignore me. Just ignore me. Let's continue on as we're doing. She just, she just like starts patting him on the head and she just says, okay, I understand. You're just looking for something fancy. I, I, I don't know if we're on the same page here. Anyway, uh, shall we continue? Yeah. Uh, So you see the airship go, it actually begins to descend and uh, part of the side of the airship will come out and actually have a stage on the side of it. So it's like floating maybe like 50, 60 feet above the ground and there are like rope ladders that have descended as people begin to descend the ship itself. But it looks like the the main performance is going to be on uh, the side of this airship in the air slightly. So people just have to kind of look up. Oh, fancy. Trying to sneak on? That's exciting. Oh, maybe not. Nope, your idea. We have to do it now. Hmm. Already convinced the rest of us. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I, I guess shall we watch this performance? I mean, it reminds me of home, a little, in a good way. Good enough for me. At least some of my 
small memories that are good from being home, so... That's a yes. I would like to watch. Well, let's, I guess, find seats. Do we have to pay? Or, you know... I don't care. Let's go. Cool. Uh, this festival is free uh, for all the shows. The only thing you're paying uh, for is pretty much the... Activities? Like, the... Uh, yeah, like the booze. So, like, if you guys wanted to go watch a competition of some sort, that would be free to observe, but it would be it would cost to participate. Gotcha. But there's also not like very many much formal seating going on. Many people have um, set aside maybe like tables at restaurants that uh, that people are sitting at, or uh, made makeshift crate chairs sort of sort of deal. There is like the one uh, one couple that has come out with like an assortment of stuff. They have like a blanket for the ground, these lawn chairs, and like an umbrella to block out the sun, sort of deal. Uh, sitting there with their like popcorn and and all assortment of packaged treats. But uh, yeah, you guys can sort of choose how you want to observe the show. Doesn't doesn't really bother me at all. I like go forward a bit and try and wiggle my way into uh, a good like viewing position like when you're at a concert and I I try and like wiggle my way into like the best position to see it the pit and try and and try and bring all my friends with me as as she tries to you know uh deftly and uh you know with making minimal you know disturbance you know squeeze through like that I'm just walking in a normal path right behind her excuse me excuse me excuse me as people getting bumped out of the way as you guys go so you guys are like in the best spot to view this thing is where you don't have to lift your head too much to to look up. Uh, but you are jam packed. You're like it's pretty close. You are um, like in all around you. You are touching someone, be it a stranger or one of your party members, just because of the closeness of it. You can just get this smell of sweat and food and grease and alcohol uh, within your nostrils as you guys begin to stand here. But the show will start. A little cramped. So as um, you see this man walk out to this office, not off. You see this man. <laughs> oh no! Man, Catch him! <laughs> you see this man walk onto the stage from the side of a ship as he looks out towards the crowd, and you can tell that his his voice is magically. What's what I'm looking for? Amplified. Magically loud. Thank you. His voice is magic. Enhanced. Enhanced. His voice is magically amplified to project around the whole crowd. He goes, Welcome to Kolor! And everyone begins to cheer as uh, we hear music beginning to play behind him. You guys are in the middle of a mosh pit now. Oh, nice. That kind of show, huh? I plant my feet, put my arms up, and I am ready to go. Now, as we begin to hear the music begin to play, we see um, dancers begin to dance on the stage uh, behind him as he begins to say his, his oratory and goes, This is the story of two lovers. From dawn to dusk they meet, but the old man in the sky decided a different fate. The old man used to watch the sun wax and wane and heat up the world. He helped the sun nurture crops and provide the warmth you need. But he kept growing older and he needed help. And he had his two servants there. Dusk and dawn, these lovers are now set afar. See, he asked one of them to rekindle sun and the other to put him out. And thus that day they earned their namesake. Dusk and dawn, the sun moves across the sky. One holds the light up and one diminishes it. 
and the consequences of those actions was that Dawn and Dusk would not be able to see each other. But their separation led to a burning romance. And once a year they begin to reach for each other in this soft caress. But the old man was not cruel, and he does not sleep and sees what Dawn and Dusk was doing. And he attempted to be kind and allow these two lovebirds to marry, and continue to do the job of moving the sun as husband and wife. But that is not what they wanted. They didn't want it to be trapped down. They wanted to be young and in love. Because apparently married couples don't fall in love. So instead, Dawn and Dusk rejected the marriage. And once a year, they reached for each other on this summer solstice. And they share a kiss that relights the lust in them. So welcome to the Midsummer Nights Festival. Welcome to this day of fun and revelry. For those of you who are single or married, participate in the passions that you love and listen to my songs. And he begins to start his concert. Weird. I'm just like, in the crowd. His first set's like 40 minutes or so, and then uh, eventually he gets to a break <laughs> if he doesn't want to do anything there. Isn't this great? I mean, I've seen him before, but this is probably the best I've seen him. Um, do do you do you guys like it? Do you? And she just starts looking around nervously. <laughs> it's like you show your friends your music. Like, you like it? Yeah. Do you like it? Do they like it? <clears throat> well, it's certainly different than what I'm used to. That's for sure. Um, I had no real qualms with it. Uh, it the story leading up to it was a little weird. Uh, I was expecting a play as well, so I guess I missed no. something. There's a little bit of lost in translation, um, <clears throat> but no, it's fine with me. Uh, Casey, does this type of thing happen where you're from? Yeah, we have these back home, but this one's different somehow. Hmm, interesting. My parents had these small discs back home <laughs> that had his voice etched into them and they would play his music at my home. It was very popular. Mm. Maybe it's just a Blackwater Mansion thing. Well, I mean, the music I grew up to was just a lot of very solid uh, drum beats. Uh, very <laughs> much uh, to help pace people rowing. So uh, this would not oh. be good for rowing. Very much too yeah. fast. Very much a waste very of energy. tribal. Very, uh, yes, I understand. The best part about this conversation is that you guys are in the middle of a crowd, so you're yelling at this at each other. Oh, yeah, it's weird. Anyway! <laughs> well, uh, uh, I mean, I am more than happy with seeing the rest of it, if that is what you wish. Hey, the party has just started, though. Now that dawn has arisen, the dawn to dusk uh, Midsummer Night's Festival is fully intact. People are drinking, they are gambling, they are playing, they're doing competitions, all under this uh, glow of these red lanterns and the purple of the dusk uh, continuing um, in the sky. This is a all-night event. Um, I'd like to do some gambling if any of you are interested. Hmm. Uh, I have a bad history with gambling. I'll, I'll, I'll set this one out. Does it count as gambling when the person running it is rigging it? Like that dwarf. Anyway, um, hmm. uh, sure, I'll accompany you. I mean, we might as well have some fun. Does anyone else have any ideas? I do want to find wrestling ring. 
Oh, that sounds interesting. Hey, tell you what, we can mix them both together. I can wrestle, you can gamble on it. Yes, yes. Until if I find you, you put money on someone else besides me, though, then. I'm cracking my fingers, well, but it's not working. <laughs> you can't, you can't beat me, but. Oh? I think that I will support you in beating others. Ah, uh, ah, uh, huh? Anyway. Unless you want to jump into the ring together. I don't then, know. I don't. I don't know how this works here. I, I don't know the. I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules either. Let's ask. Um, and I just stop like the nearest person and ask them: Is there a fighting ring or some sort of um, wrestling match anywhere? We'll say that you stop a human, maybe twenty, twenty-one, somewhere, somewhere in that range. Of female, sure. It's like. Uh, wrestling? Like, uh, like, like, competition wrestling or the other kind of wrestling? Oh, both. What does that mean? Both. What is that? What is the implication there? I'm very interested in both. There is, um, some competitions going off in that direction. There's a a few, um, uh, like, sparring things for, like, one-on-one kind of, kind of fist fights. And there's also, like, a huge brawling ring, uh, with all, with all those, um, mostly inebriated people wrestling. Uh, but if you go a little further, there is this uh, giant blue tent, and uh, you will smell um, smell smoke coming from it of incense and other sorts of things. And that is the place you want to go for other kinds of wrestling. What does that mean? You still didn't explain what other kinds of wrestling means. Oh, uh, I'm sure your, your friend here can explain. Um, you know, I'll, I'm- I'll be there later in uh, an hour or two if you want to Stop by. Uh, uh, Both of you. All three of you. I am very interested in this. I am very confused in this. I am both. <laughs> Alright. Well, um, your choice. Good luck, uh, wrestling. Was that, was that person coming on to all, all of us? Is that, am I the only one that got that impression? I just wink a little bit. Alright. At her. <clears throat> I think that maybe we just got propositioned. All right. I mean... This is a much different festival than I thought it was going to be. Well, it is hedonism. Festival revelry. (laughs) It is hedonism, and I... Look, I just got out of a bad breakup. What? What? And... What? Some fun may be in order. I have at it. But we can do the real wrestling first, if that's what you're interested in. I regret bringing it up. Red deep in my soul. All right, distraction time. But uh, pushing my way out of the crowd. You follow directions to the wrestling? Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, so there's music and partying and lots of lots of people um, participating in, in in various activities in this place. And eventually, you arrive at the wrestling ring and you notice a couple people. Um, primarily, it looks like that um, Captain Shakespeare is here, also planning to wrestle. Hmm. He has a little, like, a couple people following him, though, to, like, create space in the crowd for him. Does he look the type? He seems to be pretty well-built, but he's definitely more athletic than strong, if that makes sense. Oh, I was, uh, I was, for sure, I was picturing a, uh, a Steven Tyler-esque, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a frame. Yeah, I'm guessing this, he's being swarmed by people and, uh, got, like, the bodyguards keeping everyone away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this got a little bit more interesting. The, uh, 
big man here uh, gonna join us, it looks like. I will pay you uh -oh. 500 gold if you wrestle him and win. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, have you had 500 gold handy this whole entire time? Is that a lot of money? I come from royalty. Uh, I have a lot of money. Mm. I just haven't been able to spend it because we've been uh, stuck. You just, haven't ha you just haven't have it on you this time. Yeah, and also, we, you know, we stopped back by the mansion and I was able to pick up what uh, I had. See, the way your bank account is set up is he comes into your and you can't go. Okay, I see. I yes, see. and and the credits didn't transfer, so I still have some credits. I mean, I could pay you in credits if you'd like. I know, no, I don't. Uh, no offense, Casey, but I really want to avoid going back there as much as possible. Uh, I think we all do. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, man. Hey, Casey, quick question: How different is this from? Does this feel for you than from where you're from? Uh, most of it's the same. It's all themed a little different, but. Nothing I haven't seen before. Little, little uh, less metal and glass, more stone and wood. Yeah. Considerably fewer humans. Yeah, that sounds about right. Wow. But the corn dogs, those are the same. Those are universal. Yeah. A universal truth is corn dogs, apparently. Well. So you guys are gonna head to the competition <laughs> ring, and uh, yeah, it looks like Captain Shakespeare is signing up on like one-on-one -on -one, uh, dueling, I... wrestling, fist fights. I will also sign up. Oh, gee. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going, too. Is Casey just the only person with the camera in the background? Oh, yeah. Casey's taking pictures of everything. He can't go shooting, so he's taking shots. Every... Exactly. Photography is my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys begin to join these fistfight duels slash wrestling matches, and you are placed in a bracket of eight people. It is going to be Vivette, Arnar, Captain Shakespeare, and... Five other people, you guys are eventually going to have to um, try to make your way to first place to, to get any sort of prize money. It's kind of set up where uh, you, you have to buy in for like two silver pieces and whoever wins gets a gold piece and whoever is second place gets some like four silver and maybe the third place gets, you know, their a ribbon. two silver bag or something. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone else gets a uh, participation ribbon. <laughs> So uh, you guys begin to set that, and so you guys are taken to a back room to kind of kind of prepare. And you see some lockers that are are set up. You see a guy like on the floor with like missing a tooth after like the previous match. And you guys are sort of setting up. Are you guys waiting to to be announced for the next match? Uh, we bring Casey with us as our uh, coach, uh, ringside, yeah, attendant. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm a. Flexing, you know, everything, you know, cracking all the joints, getting stretching everything out, handing Casey my sword again, handing him the scale mail over that. Oh, that's heavy. Okay. Yeah. As you take off your scale mail, uh, Captain Shakespeare gives Arnor a wink. The, uh, this town is entirely too horny. You're saying it right now. It's too much. Entirely too much. <laughs> Something in the air. It's a night of revelry. It's, it's we all, should at least have fun with it. The uh, all the corn dog in the air. There's something in the corn dogs. Is that, is that, is that what we're calling it now? A corn dog in the air. <laughs> so Captain Shakespeare begins to to approach the party. Uh, you can see that Captain Shakespeare and Vivette are are set in the same brackets, and Vivette being the only female uh, currently in this this group of eight, um, I think he quickly recognizes. Until you hear a scream 
coming from outside this this little prep area. I immediately just say, um, I'm I'm a huge fan of your. What was that? I, I go past them, ignoring him towards the screen. I I grab my sword from Casey first. I keep he okay. gets to keep the chainmail, the uh, scale right. mail. Here you go. Thank you. Come, boy. So, uh, <laughs> so Captain Captain Shakespeare looks towards Arnard running out, and then turns back to to Vex. Like I don't know. Uh, maybe someone got a little too drunk for the party. Um, I suppose so. I I am a huge fan of yours. I I grew up watching you, and this is amazing. This is... I'm so excited. Um, hello. Um, my name is Vivette Morse. Oh, hi. You can call me Shakespeare. Hello, Shakespeare. Um... Uh, you hear another scream. Okay, I think that's... Okay, I think that might actually be a problem. Yeah, we should check that out, I guess. Uh, after you. Oh, okay. And she hasn't taken anything off yet, so she is still, like, fully geared. Sure, sure. And she just runs towards the screaming. Honor, you're the first out. So the first thing you, you notice when you look up to the sky is that there seems to be a lunar eclipse happening right now. We begin to see um, this uh, shadow begin to envelop them, and it actually happens very quickly. Now, lunar eclipses aren't unknown but there wasn't any prediction of one for tonight. As uh, you run outside, uh, you can see that there is the woman that the party had met not but uh, 30 minutes before, the the one that invited you to the wrestling match uh, in, in the tent in the back, is currently on the ground, and you can see that she has like this huge cut uh, going down her chest. And there is a couple people standing over here, like trying to... like push the blood back into her body. I don't know how, how blood works. There is a creature that seems to be wearing this bone mask and this bone craft armor with a large large greatsword looking into the crowd and sometimes uh, someone runs in and we'll say this is a second scream that the vet's heard. Uh, someone runs into this thing trying to like tackle him but clearly like has no no combat experience as this greatsword comes down and slashes this man very cleanly in half, uh, which causes that second scream that we've heard. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, going straight at it. I mean, hey, that's that's what I do. Is this part of the play? Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, full, full bore. I'm gonna rage and everything. You will see two of them. Uh, did one, like, just pop up or something, or...? Like, as you begin to run to the first one, you see a second one not too far off. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, full-blown, full, yeah, going all out. Cool. Let's roll for initiative. Everyone, uh, can I say, because I rage and ran at him, I can use athletics for my initiative, uh, strength for my initiative, right? Because we... Yeah, you can use athletics for your initiative. Oh, athletics? Uh, yeah, it's always a skill roll. We, I want to keep it a skill roll. Uh, you can use athletics. We can use sixteen perception. I think athletics or perception is probably the best. Um, Nineteen for this. Twenty-five. Don't want to miss. <laughs> Everyone say numbers. 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 Seven. Thirteen. Nineteen. Pie. I rolled a pie. Huh? What? All right. Twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Sixteen. Twenty. Sixteen. Nineteen. 
This is the situation. Arnar is running forward. The first one is about 15 feet away from you. However, you are fighting a crowd. Anything right now is considered difficult terrain. Let's try to maneuver in this situation. Additionally, um, ranged attacks are going to have a minus two penalty. And if you miss, there's quite a potential of hitting a party goer. That's what phrase it. <laughs> oh boy. Arnar is 15 feet away from this first bone knight. And then there is another one uh, 20 feet away from that one. So uh, there's quite a uh, quite a lot of space uh, to, to cover. 35 feet from Arnar's second one. But um, Casey runs out. Uh, Casey is right behind Arnar. What will Casey like to do? Uh, does Sharpshooter help me at all with the crowds? Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll negate the minus two um, uh, penalty, but if you still miss. Okay. I'm going to unceremoniously drop Arnar's armor onto the, the dirt. How dare! You shall no. clean that! No, I won't. Uh, uh, I don't want to hit people, ah, but people are getting cut in half, so I'm going to draw my handgun, and I'm going to shoot at the guy that Arnar's not charging towards, because you said there's two. Yeah, sure. I'm going to shoot at the other guy. Ooh, 21. 21 will hit. Awesome. I'm going to make it a grasping shot. Sounds good. Where's my D10? There it is. Uh, that's 18 damage. And he is wrapped in vines come out of the ground and wrap around his legs, making it hard for him to move. That's the one where um, if he moves, he takes damage, right? Yeah, and he has a minus 10 uh, movement speed. Sounds good. Second shot. Wait, one second. As this happens, uh, you take the shot. Very loud. And uh, this creature looks towards you, and suddenly you find yourself wrapped in flames as a hellish rebuke happens. Oh, boy. That's a nat one to hit your dex defense. Uh, that's probably a miss. Yeah, probably. Uh, we're going to go ahead and still take half the... Uh, 14 cut in half is going to be 7 fire damage. Arg. Continue your turn. Now I'm mad. Now he gets a second shot. Oh no. 15. Okay, roll another d20. Oh no. Don't make me do it. 12. Uh, you hit somebody in the leg. Oh. As they're running. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel real bad. That's, that's it. <laughs> I have my turn feeling bad. Vivet, you are... About 30 feet away from the first guy. Where is the woman? We'll, we'll put him, like, uh, maybe 10 feet away from the bad guy. So maybe, like, 20 feet, 20, 20, 25 feet away from you. I run up to the woman and I say, I'm, this is scary. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> and I cast Cure Wounds for 16 points. Nice, yeah. Uh, she, her, her 4HP commoner stats. Uh, she, she is, she is healed to full. Uh, you see this? Um, well, well, tell me how that looks like. I kneel over her and I put my hands around the sides of her head, and then black energy strings out through my fingers into her head, and then bursts into the rest of her body nice. and heals her to full. So, uh, like, the wounds close, but the blood is still there, and she goes, like, <gasps> and she, like, touches the, uh, like, where the wound was on her, um, on her chest, uh, and, and her belly, and she, she looks like, you're an angel. I'm something of the sort, I suppose, but I hope 
You are well. And I help her up. We'll say so you gotta move, uh, you got a bonus action left? Bonus action? I don't think I have much for bonus actions. Yeah, I don't have much for bonus actions. So I will just help her move up and kind of just huddle with her for a second. Okay. Oh no. Uh yeah, I'm running at the running at the scary man. Scary ghost. So does it it doesn't look like a person wearing a bone mask, does you said like a creature? It looks like does it you know what I mean? Is it like it's limbs too weird to be a person? Stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean that make sense? It's like it's like humanoid shaped, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely like a bone mask on, so it's hard to know what's underneath. Okay. Uh all right. Oh uh, yeah. I'm uh uh Rajin. And uh, I'm going to run up to him. I have enough space. He said he's 15 feet away. Sure. Uh, and I am going to uh, attack a lack. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him real good. I'm going to try to hit him. I want to go all out. And uh, yeah, why not? We're in just doing a... What's it called again? Great Weapon Master? Great Weapon Fighting? No. When reckless? Reckless. Great Weapon Master. I don't, I don't have that. I don't have Reckless. Okay. Oh, okay. Great Weapon Master. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Attack him. It's going to be real good. Ooh. 19 plus stuff. Like one or two? Like a bunch. Like, uh, two. 21. 21 hits. Oh, boy. 2d6. Uh, 7 plus 16 is like 38,000. Um, <laughs> 7 plus 16 is 23. 23. 23 damage? Nice. Good first hit. I have more. I have more hits. I can do it more. I forgot. You can. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna keep doing the weapon thing. Ooh, hey, I didn't hit that time. Uh, 10. 10 doesn't hit. Yeah. So that so the first strike you do, you hear a crunch as uh, the bone mask begins to fall off, and as you prepare for the second attack, you look at this thing's face and realize that there is like a like almost alien-looking monstrosity underneath the bone mask, and it causes you to flinch just for a second as the uh, second attack will miss. All right, uh, that will be it. Uh, Captain Shakespeare runs out of the staging area for the fight holding a buckler and a pretty large looking scimitar looks towards the situation doesn't have a spear come on sorry continue <laughs> that's an oversight i should have given him a spear you were right uh runs out with a buckler and blah blah, blah. Uh, and he look and he surveys the situation and sees that arnar is uh fighting the skeletal creature and within a moment you hear a as he disappears, Misty steps right next to Arnar and kind of looks like, hey, need a hand? As he uh, swings down his weapon. And as this happens, we see this green flame begin to wrap around his sword and he is going to drop the sword onto this um, bone knight. Hitting for 12 plus seven is 19. 19 with it. Wow. Ah, oh, that was rough. Math. Is this how you guys feel like to play PCs? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, he is going to do a little bit of slashing damage, uh, some fire damage, but uh, we see the flame begin to jump from this target and lands right onto Arnar, and Arnar will gain 6 temporary HP. Ooh. Oh, thank you, sir. As the, as the green flame jumps from the target into your body. Appreciate it. Ah! So that was bonus action, cantrip. I guess he can move. He'll stay there. Which will take us to the 
creature that you both are fighting. He looks around, uh, tries to get a uh, feel for the situation. He's going to take his only action, and he is going to raise his weapon and try to bring it down onto Arnor. Nat 20. That might hit. That might hit. You're going to take 22 slashing damage. That is a bunch. And um, part of a critical, I have a critical effect. Does a 9 hit your wisdom defense? Wisdom defense? No, it does not. So uh, for a brief moment, you feel like your mind um, beginning to warp, and you're able to shake that off. Uh, but I'm going to make a second attack onto you. Another nat 20. Stop! What did I do to you? Uh, which is going to be another 22 damage. Uh, however, this is going to be a 24 against your um, That'll do it. wisdom defense. That will do it. Uh, you're under the effects of command. As he strikes at you, he says, grovel. And on your next turn, uh, you fall prone and end your turn. Well, that's rude. That's very rude. And I don't want to. Keep in mind, you are raging. So oh. what's your level? You have one resistance six. Your character level. Oh, oh yeah. Resistance six. So you only take what? To take 12 less damage. Yes. Whatever, whatever that math is. Which in that turn, uh, the other guy uh, who's currently under the effects of this vine thing, uh, what is the action economy to destroy the vines? It's a athletic save. All right, he's just gonna roll athletics in. A 13 plus seven is 20. Yeah. Okay, so that's an action to do that? Yeah, it's an action. All right, he's gonna send that action and he's going to run. And as a, as a bonus action, you can see that this weird energy begins to wrap around his sword as he preps um, a smite attack. He's looking at me while, while he does it? Probably. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Top of the round if you want to chit-chat. <laughs> what are these things? I don't say anything because I'm in grovelment, I guess. He's groveling. <laughs> this is bad. Um, I think we need to fight. I'm trying. <laughs> As you do this, uh, you look out into the distance, and there are other, like, um, other instances where there is havoc going. You can make a intellectual guess that there is more of these creatures and there are other people including like guards and maybe some like other adventuring types trying to fight these things so this is like a whole whole thing going on Ah, uh, correct wow casey uh i see the thing with the flaming sword and i'm gonna shoot at it that's a natural one. Oh, bar. <laughs> okay uh someone walks right into the passive bullet and falls over this is a bad idea. <laughs> what? Guns in a crowd? Bad idea? I'm trying my best. Fine. I'm gonna draw my rapier, I guess. Do it. <laughs> be the melee person you've always meant to be. <laughs> you know, I'm not bad with a rapier, to be fair. You're better with a gun. Absolutely. But I just shot... Okay, yep, I draw the rapier and I charge the creature. Okay. And can I... Make another attack against it? Sure. Ah! Uh, 18. 18 will hit? Yes! Rapier damage. This is gonna be the one that Arnar is attacking, because. Oh, you can hit the other one, I guess. The other one moves forward. Yeah. You want the one that you shot at before, or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Damage. Uh, 10. Great. Hellish Rebuke. Again? Yeah. Okay. 17 plus 7 is 24. That hits. 15 fire damage. Oof. As you are wrapped in this uh, this hellish fire. And I use bonus action healing surge. 
Yeah, second one, I'm guessing. Yeah. Why did I say healing circle? Yeah, second one. <laughs> this isn't fourth edition. I don't know why that popped in my brain. I heal for 12. For 12? Yeah. Okay, nice. I guess that's all That's all three actions there. Takes yep. us to Vivette. Hmm. There is somebody attacking... There's two people attacking, right? Yeah, Arnar is engaged. Arnar and Shakespeare is engaged with one and Casey's engaged with the other. I'm going to Witch Bolt, the one that Anna is fighting. 17 plus 7. Oh, hit. Uh, 4d12. So I'm going to roll that. 27 damage. Okay. Yeah. Good hit. Still standing, unfortunately. But, uh, you, uh, take your electric bolt and, and do that. As that happens, uh, you also feel yourself beginning to, um, be wreathed in flame. That's gonna be a 17 to hit your dex defense. Dex defense, yes. Okay. You're going to take five fire damage. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll keep it there. Arnor, you, uh, get down on your knees and you begin to eat dirt. You'll end your turn there. Shakespeare kind of, like, looks down and is like, I wanted you on your knees, but not like this, as he swings his his weapon. Sounds entirely, entirely too horny. <laughs> I, well, he's going to nat 20. I'm critting a lot of And as he does this, he's going to look towards the man that Ar- that uh, has forced Arnar onto his knees, and he is going to swing down, and the, um, uh, the weapon is going to destroy the armor as this uh, weird monstrosity of a creature appears underneath and uh, he quickly stabs right into the hearts of this creature, causing it to fall to the ground as it begins to continually be electrocuted by the vet witch bolt. As this happens, a little bit of fire appears and is going to jump uh, onto Arnar, giving him another 5 temporary HP. I will take it. He looks around and begins to run over to Casey. Gulp. <laughs> he started to help you. I don't know why. <laughs> Shakespeare. He's a good guy. Oh, uh, oh you'll be gulping soon. Oh. Cut that. Cut that Boom. out. <laughs> Cut it out. It's gone. Nope, it's already gone. <laughs> Which puts us to the one in front of in front of Casey. Uh, and this one you've tried to do it has a uh, smite setup. Uh, so he is going to bring down this attack. And he's going to miss hard. Uh, so he not one, so as he does this, uh, the uh, fire energy that has pushed into his sword begins to expand onto the ground, creating some burned grass next to you. So we're going to say because he not once he expended his smites prematurely. Why, why did I say that? Uh, second attack. <laughs> but his second attack will be 19 to hit. That'll hit. Ooh, that's good damage. 20, 20 damage. Oof. He's going to bonus action and look to the corpse of his fallen brethren, and he is going to say, rise. But he, he's real sad because uh, <laughs> the corpse does not rise. He rolled two net ones this turn. Once on the first attack, then he, he rolled a 19 to hit Casey, and then another nat one to try to raise the corpse of his brethren. Really, really, really not a good day for him. Everything begins to clear out a little bit. So, uh, with the exception of the body that Casey shot, at least around this immediate fighting area, it is a little clearer uh, and a little more mobile. Let us, uh, do you want to chat? 
I not growling for you creatures! <laughs> That's my chit chat. Casey. Casey, help um, that person you just shot. <laughs> Wait, which one died? The one I'm fighting or the one Arnar was fighting? The one Arnar was fighting. Oh, okay. I'm a little busy. What would you like to do, Casey? I'm gonna stab at this thing that just stabbed me. It's been a while since Casey fought melee. 13. 13 will miss. 13 will miss. A second stab. 16. 16 will miss. Oh, boy. Hold on. I think I have something in my firearms thing. Oh, I don't have disadvantage with firearms within five feet. That's right. Too late. Axe and surge. Two more stabs. Just going all out. I'm just stabbing as much as possible. 20. Got it. Yes. Take damage. Fiend. 11 damage. That's a good hit. Other hit. 17. Got it. Yeah. Seven damage. Anything can add to that? Not really. All right. He's still standing. Oh, no. How many spells does I have left? Hellish Rebuke, level two slot. Oh. Nat 20. Oh. Go ahead and take 30 fire damage. Wait, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nat 20 against your dex defense will max it out, will do 30. Still standing? Cool. Yup, yup, I'm crispy. How does it smell? Like burnt corn dog? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you picked up on that setup. Uh... <laughs> Vivette, you're up. Well, I see that people are getting hurt, but I think it's best to take these people down. So I keep up my witch bolt. That one has been destroyed, so... I move it to the next. I think Eldridge... Or, sorry, um, witch bolt is one target and done. Yeah. I don't think it should be. (laughs) You always pick (laughs) the target that dies next. Yeah. It, it, it happens pretty consistently. Unfortunately, it's only it's only one target. Okay. But, you know, the, the crowd is clear, so you can get a clear shot on the other guy if you want to. I thought I had healing that I could use. Bonus action, healing light? Yeah, healing light. There it is. I am going to run over and heal. Healing light is a ranged ability, so you don't have to run over. Okay. And I'm going to pump in three healing lights to try and heal. Okay, who are you healing? Um, I think Casey's the worst off right now. Yeah, I think Casey. Okay, go for it. That's 10. Ooh. Might be the, the lowest HP Casey's ever dropped to. <laughs> when the uh, ranged character goes into melee. I mean, it crit. What do you want from me? Better. It, 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 was, it still would have hit me with Hellish Rebuke. True. And that's my bonus action. Correct. So I will, I will try and hit the one causing all of the problems with Eldritch Blast. Yeah, go ahead. And I have two. Yeah, two. Blast. Okay, twenty to hit. Yeah, go to roll damage. And oh, a ten to hit. Second attack will miss, but the first one will hit. Twelve damage. Nice. So, as you throw this magical energy, uh, we see the Iron Maiden fall down from the sky as this creature is pushed into it. And you can hear these spikes encasing the sky's flesh as the Iron Maiden disappears. The sky falls to the ground to the sounds of cheers from the people in your immediate vicinity. Come it over. 
Absolutely. Uh, is there any uh, any regular people in on the ground right now that might be alive still that could use a little? Yeah, bit? one has a bullet through his head. Head? Huh. So, hmm. Gilish kid not gonna do much there, huh? Probably not. Interesting. But Captain Shakespeare walks over and is like, um, well, this is interesting. Um, you know, they say, uh, violence is a part of revelry, but, um, this might be a little much. Really? <laughs> he cleans his sword on the grass. Uh, is the moon still, it was like, right? Moon is still eclipse. You're, the only thing you're seeing is by the light of the lanterns around you. Gotcha. Has this ever happened before? An eclipse? Sure. Undead? Sure. An eclipse with undead? Probably. But uh, during this event, like... Bound to happen eventually. I mean, in theory, once the eclipse ends, everything's okay, right? Yeah. Alright, everyone stare at the moon until it goes away. That's how the moon works. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it goes away, and <laughs> we fade to black. No. Captain Shakespeare looks around at you guys like, well, uh... You ready to be heroes of the story? Of course. So where do we go? Any more of those out there? I say as trying to put the scale mail back on. And he looks around and like he like hovers a little bit as he uh, goes onto his tippy toes. I think there's more fighting, but is it this fighting blindly help us at all? That's not, that doesn't sound very heroic. Shouldn't we find the source? Lead the way. I don't know where the source is. How will we take your fancy ship up closer to the moon? Maybe that will help us out. Yeah, okay, let's go. So he begins to jog over to his ship. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Uh, perception, huh? I got a 16. Does everyone roll? Oh, yes, please. Oh, okay. Oh, six. Um, uh, 14. Okay, 14 and 16, correct? That was the two eyes. You guys look up and you can see uh, from the sky a small light uh, zoom out uh, near you guys as another Bone Knight begins to appear, which is immediately tackled by a... By the dwarf who ran the, the game. By a goblin uh, with two daggers out, and this, this goblin jumps onto this Bone Knight and tries to stab him in the neck. Uh, and this is along the way? Yeah, see, so you see the light in the sky, shoot down, Bone Knight appears. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I guess the help help the goblin on the way? Yeah, I'll, um, shoot two Eldritch Blasts. Okay, sure. You you defeat the Bone Knight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pick the goblin up and go, come with us! We're solving this now! And, uh, start dragging him along with us. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, I want to follow the, so the light, we saw it come down from the sky, right? From, like, a, Coming down from the sky. a thing in the sky? Or just the empty air? You do not see where it could have come from at the moment. Is there cloud cover? So lunar eclipse. It's, it's lunar eclipse are not dark. Yeah, sure, I understand that. But it's still something that's difficult to see, especially with gotcha. the, the red glow. The, they're coming from the sky, so we gotta get up there quick. You look up into the sky, you do not see anything coming from from the light. But Shakespeare is still taking you to his ship. You see a rope ladder, and he grabs onto it, and uh, he uh, means to climb up. It's like, come on. Uh, yeah. Heave him away up there. Look, we didn't have to lie our way onto the ship. Yeah, I'll start the climb. Okay, so you guys uh, begin to, to, to climb up, and, and you look around, and you guys think that you can see the source of that light, that original, that original moment. Um, you see 
an older gentleman about in his 60s, has a long beard down to his, his tum-tum. He seems to be uh, in scraggly clothes. He's pretty sure he is the doomsayer from not but four or five hours ago. Knew it. I knew it. Should have put him down when we saw him. <laughs> it would have been short summer solstice special. Captain, I believe we found our man. Um, who is he? Just, we thought he was one of those weird beggar, you know, doom is nigh types, but apparently he has the abilities to back it up. Should we shoot him down? I mean... Or call him over? Huh. Yes. Both. What? You! Uh, say that again, and he, um, does a brief, uh, somatic component. Thaumaturgy? Yeah, thaumaturgy. You! Over there! The beard in the light! So you look that direction, which gathers, like, a lot of looks from a lot of different people in this thing, but he, he turns over, he looks over, and begins to float towards the ship, uh, eating a corn dog. I gave you a gold. Yeah, um... Mm. <sighs> Yeah, thank you. Now I can participate in my revelry. And what- Are you responsible for this? For having fun? Yes. I throw a net on him. <laughs> you rolled a hit. Oh, yeah! Uh, 18, uh, plus something. 23. Okay. You put a net on him. You see that he's like standing there with this net over him. Okay. He just... Are you responsible for these monsters? Uh, what monsters? I attack him. I just straight up attack him. <laughs> my- my pet? Uh, yep. Nope. Yep, rage again. Mm-hmm. Attacking him. Is he, like, right next to us? He's, like, floating in the sky. Like, how high you talk? I breath weapon um, him. There we go. That's it. Yep, I'll just do it. Okay. I'm sure. not letting this guy try to pretend like he's a normal person. He wasn't... Uh... No one lets my villains monologue. Oh, I'm just having fun murdering. Uh, how does this work again? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit it out so it sounds like you just attacked him unprompted. Okay, what? Nothing. Uh, I, I missed. Half damage roll. Oh, yeah. Uh, three. Uh, it's ten. Ooh, two sixes. Twelve. Uh, twenty-two plus three, twenty-five. Lightning. Twenty-five, cut in half, twelve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, twelve lightning damage. So you, uh, get a hit that he begins to, uh, eat, like, the net catches on fire a little bit as he, he burns a little bit and he, um, he's gonna take... If we're thinking in terms, he bonus or bonus steps. He missed these steps out of the out of the net and lets it fall to the ground. He said, "Told him." And so, um, and he looks at you. He's like, "Ah, oh, you also like the revelry of violence." Uh, 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 Continue fighting, or are we going? I to absolutely eat? do not. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then I uh, second went. And uh, anyone gonna help me here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Am I doing this myself? What's happening? We can go into initiative. I have no health. It's okay, Casey. It's a one-shot. What does that mean, Arnar? I don't know. He's cracked. I see through the veil of existence. He has one HP. What's an HP? What happens if we all die here? It ends, and it's great. Oh, cool. We wake up in a... as a mola. Yeah, <laughs> still in the plot. Yeah. Casey wakes up in a cold sweat. I need a vacation. Didn't <laughs> that happen last, last special? Probably. There's our through line. For the right, 21, 25. 24. He went first last time, too. 16 to 20. He's the speedy boy. 11, 15. 11. Uh-oh. 6 to 10? 10. 10. As he says his line, 
he looks towards you as uh, these undead creatures begin to appear around you. They look like just simple zombies and, and skeletons, but there are a, there are four of them around you. As, as he does this, uh, Shakespeare begins to grip his weapon and looks a little concerned for the first time. This will take us to Casey. Uh, Casey would first like to drink his healing potion, because Casey was not ready for more combat. How much is it? 2d4 plus 4, isn't it? For you, it's a 1 healing dice at max. 10 plus con, I think, for you. 10 plus con? Ooh, okay. Is that it? And that's my action? It's a bonus action. Bonus action, yes! So I pull that out, I drink it super quick, and then I draw my gun and I shoot at the bearded man. Shooting at Bearded Man. Yeah, 22. He is going to take it. Take it? He's okay. going to take it. Hi-ya! Uh, 15 damage. Yeah, the sense that this uh, homeless-looking man is not very heavily armored. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> then I will do a, a, a sharpshooter shot for the second one. Oh, that's 2 minus 5. Plus 11 is not a lot. It's 8. He ducks. Oh, careful, he's fast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, well, he didn't really like that. Oh, of course not. They never do. He didn't like like that at all. So he looks towards you, raises his hand, and he's going to attack con defense. 19 against your con defense? That meets. That meets? Okay, I need more dice. Oh no, I'm gonna die. He casts the light. Oh, yep, yep, I'm going down. Uh, Boop, the potion didn't help. 16. 46. 46 necrotic damage. Yep, I'm down. You you fall to uh, negative HP and you are bleeding out. Oof. So he like, uh... Shakes or uh, claps his hands a little bit. Goes ah violence. Uh, he's still he's still in the air. We'll put him at 15 feet off the side of the ship, and we'll take us to Arnar. There are four zombies around me though. Hmm. <laughs> How does long jump? Your long jump equal to your uh, your strength score. Do it. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, rage again. And gonna yeah, <laughs> this is stupid. Oh yeah, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, gonna long run, uh, jump and uh, tackle in midair. Yeah, you're tackling. We're gonna roll athletics check. This is specifically for the tackle. Not twenty. You tackle him. You jump off the side as you go off the go off the airship and you hit him square and he begins. You both begin to fall downward towards the crown. It's a good 60, 60 foot drop. And uh. You will continue to fall. You do have a second attack as part of your action. However, uh, I will say one arm is holding on to him at minimum. <laughs> just oh wait no I got uh uh do I have oh no I don't have that feet oh I have the other one. Like I say I th- thought I had claw attacks, but that's not a. Uh... You can punch him still. Yeah, I get a regular punch, but I thought I had claw attacks. But that, no, that's from uh the other dragon specific feet. All right, yeah, no, I'm just gonna give him a give him, give him a gold punch. Do I have any sort of advantage because I'm grappling him? Uh, while you're falling in the air, any gra- any advantage is negated by disadvantage. Wait. 
18 plus 6. Yeah, go ahead and roll 1d4 plus strength plus rage. D4? That's a 4 plus strength. Uh, 3 plus rage to uh, 9. 9 damage. <laughs> Alright, so you jump off, you tackle this guy as you both begin to fall there, as you're punching him as you as you descend. <sighs> Think about biting him for a second, change my mind, he probably tastes bad. <laughs> he still smells. Yeah. still smells rank. Well, Shakespeare is, has needs to change his turn. <laughs> he looks towards the four four zombies around him and ponders fireballing his own ship. He does not do that. We do not fireball the, oh, the own ship. The own ship. The, the, the ship. You good? No, I'm, I'm not. That's the good part about editing, right? I can add a third level spell to his uh, spell list as if I prepped it earlier. <laughs> you also could just have never told us that, and we never would have known, and it wouldn't have made a difference, editing oh, or otherwise. Look what yep, spell I, total, I totally prepped. Uh, he is going to cast Tidal Wave. <laughs> he um, looks towards the four zombies are kind of in a corner, says the incantation, waves his, um, his sword into the air as uh, water begins to appear, and he's going to push it out, and he's actually going to try to knock these zombies off of his ship. So he's going to roll. He rolled a 13 uh, against a dexterity defense. When it's a zombie that has a minus two dexterity, that will, that will hit. Who would, who would have thought? Uh, so they are going to take damage, and they're going to begin to be pushed towards the edge of the ship, and two of them are going to fall. Uh, fall off immediately and splat. The others are going to take some damage. So he says this, says this incantation, water appears, uh, and it's almost like a, a genie kind where water begins to uh, like spit out of its mouth to create the tidal wave that pushes him forward. Bonus action, uh, he will... He already cast a spell. Uh, so he's going to move between the other two zombies and Vivette and Casey, which will take us to Vivette. So I see Anna go over the edge, right? Yeah, both... Uh, both literally and figuratively. And I just wide-eyed stare at that for a second and say, gotta help. Um, and I run over to Casey and I will heal him for 3d6. 11 points. Casey, you wake up. Oh, I'm alive. There's a beautiful lady on top of you. Oh, oh, hey. It's hey. <laughs> um, we have a problem here. Uh, we need some help. So if you could stay up, that would be great. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying my best, Babette. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Man hit me with blight. You have an action, Babette. Hmm. Can I target the... I guess we'll, we'll, we're surrounded by zombies, right? Correct. We have two more on board. Two more. Okay. Then I'll just target one closest to me, and I will do Firebolt. So, let's see. 11 plus 6, so 17. 17 will definitely hit a zombie. 16 points of damage. Nice. So he is going to go down, but he's going to... Attempt his undead fortitude to see if he stands back up. He rolled a four on his dice, so uh, this thing begins to burn and perishes. 
I got one. Uh, Shakespeare gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> and I excitedly give him a thumbs up as well. Because I'm like, oh, this is one of my idols. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, a zombie is going to scurry up to Shakespeare as he is briefly distracted uh, and roll to hit. So, 14 plus 6 is 20. It's going to be 20, 20 to hit. So, uh, Captain Shakespeare is momentarily distracted but is moves out of the way and he is going to reaction cast a shield spell as the zombie um, bounces off of it, uh, allowing him to miss the attack. Which takes us to the top of the round. You guys went to chat. Chat's my new favorite word to say top of the round. I think something's gone very wrong with Anna. I I don't know what's happening, and I can't help him. What happened to him? He jumped off the ship. Maybe his secret revelry desire is to go skydiving. <laughs> He's having fun. He's fine. I don't know if that's true, but... He's the unisect. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go after the bearded man, because he, he's, he's big mean. Yeah, so he's uh, falling down. Um, Arnar is grabbed onto him. It's a pretty hard shot. Sharpshooter will hold in the game. Oh, I didn't know he was... I didn't know he was still grappled. Yeah. yeah we're still falling. <laughs> yeah, we're still falling. So you can make the shot, um, but Arnar could be in the way, but you can sharpshoot it and make it, potentially. Uh, mm, no, I already shot someone earlier. I'm going to hit the zombies. Man, there's one zombie left. I'm going to hit the zombie. Do it. Kapow! That's cocked. Kapow! 28. Ooh. I think that'll hit. That'll probably hit. That'll probably do it. Kapow! Uh, 7 plus 6 is 13 piercing. Okay, so uh, he's going to go down. He's going to stand right back up. And I'm going to shoot him in the head again. <laughs> Kapow! 23. Got it. Stay down! Uh, 12 piercing. Okay. So this time you shoot him in the head for a second time, right dead center. And this time he will stay down. Oh, that's my turn. All right. The Necromancer is... So, technically on the start of his turn is when he falls. And both of you guys are going to take fall damage. Let's give me a reflex save, though. Sorry, a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, boy! Uh, 9 plus 2, 11. Probably not good enough. That's a lot of dice you're rolling! Just stop rolling this dice now. Okay. Uh, so you guys fall about 100 feet down. Oh! 100! He's able to uh, catch himself. Uh, he hits the ground, but he floats back up to a, to a standing position pretty quick. You, on the other hand, hit the ground hard, and you're going to take 39 bludgeoning damage. Cut uh, in half because you're raging. Cut in or half? Cut, cut 6 damage, sorry. Oh. 6 damage off. 33. 33. And then he gives this hysterical laugh and goes... <laughs> As he raises his hand and he is going to cast a spell as it gets very cold around you. Uh, healing. Cure wounds. On me. 15 against your con- constitution defense. Oh. Alright, so Clone of Cold is 88. I'm gonna roll that. It's going great. Guys, I still believe it was a good idea. It was cinematic. 33 cut in half is 16. Minus 6? For gold, no. What? Oh, uh, 16? Yeah. 16, huh? 
<laughs> you still have that temp HP? Yeah, I mean, I had it, yeah. You down? No, I'm still up, but, uh... Whoa, yeah, yeah. Great, well, now it's your turn. Oh. Is this person is, uh, he's not right next to you, but he is, you can walk up to him. Yeah, stand up and walk up to him. I am going to Fighting Spirit. Yeah. Give myself five more temp HP and advantage, and I am going to hit him with the big attack. Ooh, Fighting Spirit. Give myself advantage and temp HP, and I'm going to, ah, God. I'm going to activate Maelstrom, my sword. Touch the uh, touch the sapphire in it. I'm going to hit him with the Great Weapon Master. Maybe I'll hit him with the Great Weapon Master. Ah, shucks. 16. 16 with Woo! He's a mage. He's low oh, easy. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, once again, plus 16 to this. 25. And then a D4 of Thunder. It's two. Yeah, good. And I'm gonna do it again. Do I want a great weapon again? Do I want a great weapon again? Uh, no, I don't. No, I do. No, I don't. Uh, is it every attack? I can never remember what's fighting. It's every attack you have advantage. Every attack I have advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. Screw it. I'm gonna keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. On weapon attack rolls until the end of the turn. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Again. Ugh. That doesn't hit. Was a five and a two on the dice. It definitely doesn't hit. Action surge. Doing the whole thing over again. Ooh, nat 20. What's max damage? Max damage, uh, 12 plus 16. 32? Yeah, sure. Uh, plus what? Plus what? What's your, what's your deadly value? My what? Your deadly value on your sword? Deadly value on my sword? I guess this is a D8. It's probably my first instinct. All right, rolling it. Four. Alright, so you do 36 damage. Uh, he is still standing. Ah! Uh, very hurt. I got another go. Doing it again. Ooh, that's got a hit. Uh, uh, 17. Okay, describe the kill. Uh, so he's floating again? Yeah. We, uh, okay. So, from the ground, you hear, uh, as we hit the ground. And, uh, he, what, like, rolls and floats up? Yeah. Uh, so we hit the ground. I uh, after me hit the ground, uh, you hear crack, crack, crack as I get up, and like you just blood pouring out of my mouth and like my ears and stuff. And as I run up to him, just huge because he's floating a little bit, huge just jumping overhead swings as I swing and I swing and eventually he tries to. Uh, after I hit him the two times, he tries to float away and I grab him by the ankle. And I swing him down and my sword up at the same time. And I swing him into my sword instead. You say Arnar smash? <laughs> Good enough. Uh, yeah. With that, the moon begins to appear. Appear? The zombie that's on the ship disappears, as well as the other bone knights. And Arnar can see a piece of paper within this guy's pocket. I pick it up, I guess, and rage read it. <laughs> Who are you? Where'd you come from? It's a receipt. It looks like this guy spent nine silver pieces and magical components today. Oh. The vet funded this. <laughs> You're next! <laughs> uh, but Shakespeare looks towards the vet in case he's like, that was, that was fun. Yeah, fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I would consider that fun. My friend is on the ground, and she's like <laughs> looking over and, and staring down 
And she's like, I think he may be hurt. I, I think that we need to get down there as fast as possible. Um, I think I think he needs help. Yeah, there's still there's there's still a party. I don't know if I want to wrestle anymore, but there's still a party. Let's uh let's get him some some potions or something. She's saying that his rage subsides, and you can hear his screaming from the ground. <laughs> Casey oh. bleeding out his sides, like woo party. He will uh, feed you a couple potions enough to get your wounds closed and back up on your feet. Woo party. Um, and it- I. As soon as we're close to the ground, I'll use my last two healing light, and I will I will heal him for two d six. Nice. How well, low? I, how low did Arnar get? I'm curious. Uh, thirteen. Oh, you are yeah, still good. I also I did the math first for the uh, as if I didn't take a certain amount of damage, and then I like did it, and then I forgot to set it back. So for seconds, like, uh oh. You get. Six points of healing, but yeah. So Shakespeare looks at. He's like, "You guys are fun. We should hang out. We should hang out more." Oh, I really? We we should. I I. My parents have these recordings of you playing, and I've I've grown up listening to you. I, I'm such a fan. Oh, a fan. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, well, I'll do anything for a fan. I almost went not not acceptable. Yeah, podcasting. I could tell. <laughs> um, well, I mean, maybe we can all hang out, go to your ship, and and see what happens. Yeah, you bring a. Why don't you guys go get some drinks and some friends, and uh, we'll we'll play it where, or we'll hang out where it's safer than. Yeah, there's like a bone corpse over there. I don't, I don't really want to be around that. So yeah, my ship is great. Yeah, let's just throw the uh, zombies overboard and uh, party there. I take one picture of the vet fangirling. Click. <laughs> yeah, she just has like this ah <laughs> side about her. And then we see a picture of Casey off to the side, kind of indifferent, Shakespeare looking all, you know, thing like vet like, oh my gosh. And then Arnar just blood. <laughs> just covered in blood. Oh, Arnar, sorry, Arnar and Casey just covered in blood while uh, the vet's fangirling over uh, Shakespeare. Yeah. Let's get some drinks and come back. I think that this will be a great night. And then we can visit the other wrestling pits. <sighs> we'll fade to black there. I don't have the blood for that. I don't have the blood for This podcast is copyright 2021 from Scottsdale Entertainment, LLC.